This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And along with Cherie Dubuque, we're bringing you our number two of the Outdoor Show and uh, talking about red snappers. Cherie, now you, you still have that mounted red snapper, that big one you caught? With... Absolutely, I How sure do. How was that we caught that fish? Oh, my gosh, probably 20-plus years ago. And that was with David Harrelson. That Charlie was with Hardison David, about. yep, yeah. Char- out of Charlie's place. And you know Snapper back then were, were kind of tough to find. They're not like they are now. That was one of those years when they were kind of overfished, and now they've come back, and they really highly regulate and manage them. But you didn't catch many that big, so that was why you got it mounted. It was yeah. a nice mount, too. Very handsome fish, for sure. <laughs> All right, well, Red Snapper landing estimates through August 4th now. This is pretty recent. Uh, 615,000 plus some change pounds have been caught. That represents about 77% of all of Louisiana's allocated snapper. Uh, that's through August 4th. It was through all the big major tournaments. So I, I don't know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday weekends is when you can fish them. Uh, the total allocation is 816,000 pounds. So there's still some time, uh, several weekends, maybe uh, headed into the October months. So we'll see how it goes. And uh, the Red Snap is one of the most highly managed. Uh, it's put under a microscope the way that they regulate it now. And that's not a bad idea. It really has allowed us to get a lot more fishing activity. Uh, Alabama, if you fish uh, red snapper over there, it's a very important species for Alabama fishermen. Uh, they, because based on uh, the, the, the number of snapper that were caught through August 5th, uh, they're going to allow two additional days over and above what was originally planned. Uh, so this is only for private recreational anglers on Saturday, August 31st, and that will go until midnight Sunday, September 1st. So those two days only. Uh, you'll be able to continue to catch red snapper. Remember now, the limit doesn't change. It's two per person, 16-inch minimum. Uh, so that's the red snapper story. Got a couple of uh, calendar items coming up. Uh, there's going to be a, a safe a state boating education class uh, coming up next Saturday at First United Methodist Church in Slidell. They sent us some dates and asking people who are interested to contact the U.S. Coast Guard Auxiliary and you can find out some information about getting signed up. Also, a first-time rodeo going to be kicking off down in Lafitte area, Nick's Marina, which is right there in Lafitte, $25 entry fee. It's the Patrick F. Taylor uh, Fishing Rodeo. Weigh in, get a rodeo T-shirt, food and beverage, the whole deal. And if you want more information, go. Uh, you can call Coach Kagan's 504-729-0489. Uh, there's also a new Sportsman and Outdoor Expo a show that is going to be coming to Slidell September 13th through 15th, a three-day show, North Shore Harbor Center in Slidell, which really sets up very nice for these shows. I've been to several of them there, and that, again, is September 13th through 15th. You're going to be hearing more about it. It is called the Gulf Coast Sportsman and Outdoor Expo. So mark that date on your calendar. All right, some of the other things we're going to talk about. Got a few more fishing reports to get in. Also, we had a couple of mullet fishermen who were cited for illegal netting. Uh, They took their case to court last week, and they lost. The verdict, guilty. We'll tell you what the fines and the time is going to be for that. Also, Rad Trash is going to join us a little bit later on. Rad is the director of Louisiana CCA Star Tournament. 
uh, some surprises and still a lot of opportunity, even though we're getting into the final days of the Star Rodeo, the state's largest and richest tournament. So we got all that to talk about and more. Don't forget, shoot us a text. Tell us who you are, where you are, what you got going. Some people tell us tips. Some people ask questions, comments. We'd love to hear from you. It's simple to do. 870-870. Text away, and it comes right in here to our studio. Sheree, uh, ride the bull contest by Bayou, Bayou Wild TV. Tell us about that. Yeah, so Bayou Wild TV is hosting a photo contest. Go to Facebook and like Bayou Wild TV on Facebook. And share a picture from any past year of Ride the Bull Kayak Tournament. The image can be with or without a fish. You know, we just want to honor the game. And there'll be random drawings from those who submit their photos for some very nice prizes, including the Mariucci Lifestyle Collection sunglasses and tackle and cooler bags and some pretty cool Bayou Wild TV things as well. You know, I'm really looking forward to doing the show down there next week. Uh, They have a costume contest. And they give a big prize for the weirdest and wildest. I think they, you get a kayak, actually, if you win that contest. So you get your best costume out there. I'm sure we're going to see some uh, more unusual ones, especially with the heat we got. <laughs> we'll be right back after this, and we're going to talk to Captain Mike Gallo. I was at his camp. He was absent. He was fishing the Biloxi Marsh. And Jeff Brule and I were pulling bass out in his backyard. We'll tell you that story coming up right after this pause. You are listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And it's time for the Captain Mike Gallo Fishing Report. The Mike Gallo Fishing Report is presented by Sito, offering fuel drops wherever and whenever you need it, tow-ins 24-7, jump starts, and peace of mind knowing rescue is just a call away. All for only $179 a year. Become a member. Call Captain Chris at 504-301-4545 or sign up online at Sito.com. You know somebody needs a Sito membership? Yeah, I actually do. Mr. Ray Painter could use one for sure. You hear that, Ray? Might be a Christmas gift, Ruby. All right, let's talk to Mike Gallo himself. Hey, Mike, uh, we caught some really nice fish in your backyard. You ran right past them yesterday morning. Sorry we didn't get a chance to stop and talk to you. <laughs> you and Jeff were out bass fishing, I take it? Yes, right there in Salt Bayou, uh, we found, uh, you know that old bird, that big old great blue heron? Well, he's a good blue heron. He's not a great blue heron. He's a good blue He stands there on the bank, and he's picking in the bait. Man, there was bait. There was mullets busting all over there, and we threw some topwaters in there and yanked a couple of really nice bass out of there. Yeah, we call those local fishermen. When I see the egrets on the shoreline, that's the local fishermen. And they're usually a good clue yep. as to where you start. That's always a Absolutely. good clue. Absolutely. So that's good, y'all. Well, I understand your Texas. Uh, yeah, yeah. I understand your Texas contingency. I wanted you to take them to Biloxi Marsh. Did y'all make it out there? And how'd you do? Oh man, we made it out there yesterday. And I was telling my clients, I says, "Look, you're going to catch 80 percent of your fish by 11 o'clock." So we had seven redfish at 8:30, and we had nine redfish at 10.30, and then we had 10 redfish to give us a limit at 12.30. It was a grind once we got past 9 o'clock and the water gets hot, and we had some snafus along the way. Had one right next to the boat that came off, and, of course, that made me pull the rest of my hair out. But, you know, that's the way it goes. You get <laughs> once in a while. Yeah. Well, um, 
you know, we, 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 we experienced pretty much the same thing. We caught all of our fish really in the first hour, you know, right at daylight. Went over to your camp, had a cup of coffee, met with the Berkeley reps over there, and then after that we decided to go back and fish for a while. And, boy, by that time the heat had taken over, it was time to go to uh, Southside Cafe for a little lunch, you know. Yeah, that's always a good routine. So you got to see the new lodge. What do you think? Oh, man, outstanding, really, really, really coming along good. Just like you're not quite finished on the outside, but uh, not far away, huh? Yeah, I'm slugging away on getting that boat dock finished and hopefully by next april i'm I'm completed on that and i can finally take two hats off and just wear one and be a fisherman yep well um what else can you tell us besides biloxi marsh report have you fished anywhere else well some of the deeper passes right here in the local area is where you'll find some fish at the turning of the tide You know, it's the same old story at the CSX Bridge, um, down by Bayou Thomas, Unknown Pass. You'll get on those ledges, and you can, you know, fish dead or live shrimp on the bottom. And you'll find redfish and sheephead and black drum. There's croakers. I even caught a speckled trout earlier in the week over in Polecat Bend, although it was 11 inches long. I had to take a picture of it so I could identify it. I forgot what they look like. <laughs> I yeah, I know, but the time was, is coming. Yeah, it's it's not long. We'll have speckled trout in the area. I, I'm sort of siding with Robbie Campo that we'll have a good fall. There's been a lot less pressure in this area due to the spillway being open. And um, I think those fish will be right back in here in the fall. And um, we'll do well on speckled trout. In the meantime, uh, I am seeing white shrimp in the mouth of the Pearl River. I was in the mouth of the Pearl River on Wednesday, and there were beautiful white shrimp in there jumping around. Had a couple of shrimp boats at the mouth. So we seem to be falling into a normal August type of pattern. And uh, really in a month, that same 11-inch trout that I caught in Polecat Bend will be a 12-inch trout. So hopefully middle of August we start to see some of those small ones transition into being keepers. Got it. Where are you headed today? I still have the Texans. They're going to be here till Monday. So we're headed back to the Biloxi Marsh. I got a different group than I had yesterday. There's nine of them in the lodge. But um, we're going to head back to the marsh and see if we can't catch some redfish and be eating a nice po' boy at Southside Cafe by 1230 or 1. That's the root. That's what we're hoping for. Yep, you got to get out of that heat. Mike, thanks for the report. We appreciate it. In the meantime, somebody wants to get a hold of you. you got a lot of ways to do it. Go over them for them. Well, you can find me at dinetheoutdoorsguy.com at aaofla.com or on Facebook or the old-fashioned telephone 985 781 7811. All right. Very good, Mike. Go get him, my friend. Get him in. Get it done early and get out of that heat. Thank you, Don. Y'all have a good morning. All right. Same to you, Captain Mike Gallo. All right. Coming back after this, uh, yeah, ride the bull, boy. That is all the talk among the kayakers, and we got one of them standing by to give you a kayak paddler's report. Paddler. We used to call it a paddler report. Now people pedal. And this guy, you ever see people with raccoon feet, Shree? No. This guy has got raccoon feet. I have to show you a picture of that.
be Would interesting you? to see. I don't know what a <laughs> raccoon foot on a man well, looks like. <laughs> Captain Eric Mohabarak. And by the way, I have the final results of the Captain Quint lookalike survey. Coming back right after this time out on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And our paddler report with Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club is a presentation of Massey's. They've got locations in Mid-City, New Orleans, Covington, Baton Rouge, and you'll find the best kayak fishing models from a number of brands, Hobie, Jackson Kayak, and Native Watercraft. Check it out on their website at MasseyOutfitters.com. And by the way, I'm told they're having the end of summer tent sale. It's a biggie. Everything from clothing, shoes, outdoor gear, and even some kayak stuff, everything is half price. 50% 50% off, so check out Massey's this weekend. Uh, Sheree, you remember when we did the poll about the Captain Quint? We put two pictures, and we asked our listeners to vote and who was the real Captain Quint. Yes. Well, we've got the results in, and 60% of the respondents said it was the guy on the right. They were wrong. That was Robert Shaw, an actor who played in the movie Jaws as Captain Quint. The guy on the left was the guy we got on the phone right now, Eric Mohabarak. 10% said he was the real Captain Quint. 30% said neither. And those can pat themselves on the back because they was correct because there is actually no Captain Quint. Captain Quint was a fictional character, and they based the movie Jaws on that character. So, But, Eric, congratulations. You fooled 10% of our audience. They thought that you were the real Captain Quint. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, you'd be amazed when that happens. I get out there and people come up to me for the Mardi Gras and stuff, and I do the shave like that. But, yeah, that was great. Yeah, I'm sure they want to Yeah, they want picked. Yeah. This week we got, uh, this month we have, this month we have uh, the poll up about your favorite fish. If you could only fish for one species for the rest of your life, would it be speckled trout or redfish? And last time I checked, it was 100% said the redfish, which is, you know, Quite a change over the past couple of decades. You know, speckled trout used to be king of the south, and I think that's changing now yeah. on the redfish. Well, well, I think that's that. You know, the speckled trout is still king of the south. If you talk to people from Louisiana, like myself, we love them speckled trout. Uh, the the population that comes down to visit us, they they love redfish. You know, I got a crew from Arkansas right now. They uh, came out with me Thursday, and we put a three man limit in the boat and uh they're they're here for redfish they went out on their own yesterday and they called me late last night and asked if i could take them again today so uh i've loaded the boat and we're out here right now and don i'm telling you i'm on the fish i'm sitting here my heart's pounding watching these fish hitting around me i'm in about a foot of water i see tails i see the fish striking and they feel like like mike said they they feeding on them low i guess it's white shrimp Little bitty, it almost a little bit bigger than a grass shrimp. I keep seeing them jump when they when they hit hitting these these fish, and they they nose them through all of this like uh, grass, this moss looking grass stuff. But uh, we had a phenomenal trip out there. We're in Yellow Cotton Bay, basically. We're in the ponds up against the levee, and uh, hmm. you know it's no secret this is not an uncommon spot. Uh, it's just that it's loaded with bait right now, you know. Um, yeah. And I did get some good news uh about lake pontchartrain nothing overboard but a gentleman did go out there in his kayak and he was trolling along that wall and did pick up on hands on three i think three or four uh redfish keepers and that's a good sign for what's going on out there you know with the with the algae blooms and stuff i was pretty impressed with that you know uh and then uh, i also got another report of port sulfur catching a few trout that's nice on the points along uh, Freeport Sulphur Canal. You know, so you know, uh, 
we got some good fishing. Go ahead. You know, Eric, on that Lake Pontchartrain report, uh, any reports of the big jacks coming in? You know, the kayak fishermen, like, you love to get those because that's, that's kind of a ride to bull, too. Uh, but I'm kind of wondering with the situation with all that river water, how it's affected that. Are you hearing anybody talk yeah. about finding jacks in the lake yet? Um, nobody's actually seen them. I know somebody who hooked something, but he fishes with real white line. It could have been a big red fish. It could have been a gar. It could have been a jack. It could have been a big striper. Who knows? He never did see the fish. It did strip his line out. Uh, using 10-pound test, I would figure maybe it's more than likely a jack, but, you know, he never seen it. it he was using a, a DOA on the bottom. Uh, I don't know what he was trying to catch some redfish or trout or whatever. It, it's just telling all the time. My friends go out there all the time, and uh, they, they hang around, and they try, you know, they fish what comes around. And uh, he hooked something that did take his line, all of it, gone. And that's the only report I, I know of of possibly even a jackfish. You know, but um, I'm going to be checking in on that with some friends who run the lake and, and stuff like that. You know, my buddy uh, Chris is tied up with his daughter right now, and he's usually a good one to get a, get a report. And, it, by the way, his daughter is doing fine, you know. Oh, glad to so, hear that, talking about Chris. Yeah, yeah, that's where you were, yeah. Tell me about uh, Devin Belts. Came in with a big win. Man, Devin Belts has been on a roll for the last three tournaments. He's a Massey's team member and also a Hobie's team member, and he's a very excellent uh, 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 fisherman. He's very good. Uh, and he has pulled off catching the, the winning slam of the last three tournaments, Fallen Tide last year, Paddlepalooza this year, and uh, Lafayette Club Slamboree this year. First place in all of them. That's something to really be proud of or, or recognize because it's not as easy as you think. Anybody who thinks they can go out and catch stuck trout redfish and a flounder all in the same day, go do it. And it, you know, more times than not, you'll find out that something will hold you up. You know, and to catch quality fish to win a tournament, you know. Uh, and, and, you know, being in a kayak, that's that's a whole other world. You know, that's some, some hard dedication. He does put his time in, you know, uh, uh, locating the fish. Uh, he, he's, he's very, very good and He's, he's been on 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 the high end of the game right now. So uh, congratulations to him, you know for sure. And uh, keeping that Massey's name out, the Hobie name. He's doing a good job with all of that stuff, and he's taking home some kayaks. <laughs> good for him. Are we going to see you at Ride the Bull next week? Uh, no, sir. I got a little fishing trip, and I got to take them peoples out to uh, do a little fishing. <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna be tied up, you know. I got I got to got to fish when I can fish. Well, let's go. Yeah. Let's spend more money and lose money. <laughs> you know, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna fish. You. you know, but you never know. You know how I get. I might, I might just spend on this. I'm not <laughs> worn out. Uh, might ro- roll on down now. You know. Yeah. All right, Louisiana um, Kayak uh, Company. Tell them how to reach you if somebody yeah. wants to book a kayak trip like uh, those guys getting yeah, ready can, to load up on the Reds. Yeah, I think they got two of them actually right now. Um, you can uh. You can get in touch with me on your, your website, Don Dubuque, the Outdoors Guy. Um, you, can, you can call me, 504-313-8292. That's the easiest way. Uh, you can look on Facebook and Instagram, The Louisiana Kayak Company. Eric, one more thing. I need you to do me a favor. My daughter, Cherie, yeah. has never seen a man with raccoon feet. Would you please send us a picture of it when you get a minute? All right, cool, cool, definitely. I'll do that for sure. <laughs> 
Thanks, Eric. being from South Louisiana. You know that? <laughs> oh, it's right. what you need to pedal those kayaks. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And sometimes you got to get out and walk that marsh, you know, and it keeps you from sinking. <laughs> uh, true. That's true. All right, Eric. Have a good one, my friend. All right. Y'all be good and have a great day, Don. We'll see y'all later. I'll take a picture right. for you. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Captain, he really does have raccoon feet. He really does. All right, we come back after this. Uh, had some guys uh, doing some illegal mullet fishing. They decided they wanted to take their case to court rather than cop a plea. They were found guilty this week. We'll tell you the crime in the time right after this. It's our bad boys of the outdoors on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Well, Cherie, uh, Captain Merrick sent us the raccoon feet picture. Were you impressed? I am. I believe that is probably a kayaker's advantage. It definitely is. You said it looked kind of like hobbit feet. That's what it looks like to me. I'm not a hobbit expert, but I have seen the movie. Don't they have hairy toes and stuff? Yeah, well, minus that. But the nice large tan <laughs> feet look res- look like the hobbit feet. Yeah, well, that's what you need to pedal those kayaks around. All right, we're getting some more texts in from another kayaker. Our yes. Lafayette Yacker buddy, what's he saying? It wouldn't be a proper Saturday morning without hearing from the Lafayette Yacker. He said, good morning, and the excitement is building for Ride the Bill, the Bull. Don't forget, it's uh, on Friday night, there'll be a documentary of the event that evening, thanks to Captain Danny and his late wife to, for the vision to do that. Um, he said, there won't be biscuits, but there'll be boudin if you want some. So um, everybody come out Friday to see the event of uh, Ride the Bull and the documentary that they're preparing. We also had a couple of questions here. Yeah, Chris uh, prepared, Chris Lecoq with Bayou Wild did that documentary. Very, very well done, and that's going to be featured on next week's Bayou Wild TV, and they'll show the complete thing at the marina on that Friday night. Friday night before the tournament's a pretty big event, so if you're going to be out there, stop by the Bridgeside Marina and check it out. And, of course, uh, Danny and Kristen Ray, uh, his late wife, yeah, they founded that that event uh, 10 years ago, and uh, everybody's thankful they did. Now CCA's taken it over, and it's gotten bigger and better. Well, if it was done by Chris, then, of course, it definitely is well <laughs> it's, done. It's no doubt about it. Line. No doubt about that. So, um... We had a question about bleeding a tuna, and so I heard that you re- uh, sent that to Martha, our yeah. expert. Yeah, she's the deckhand on a tuna boat, and, uh, you know, I asked her if they, how she bleeds them. Uh, I always bleed any fish. Is you cut the gill, and it blood bleeds there, and you don't destroy any meat or anything like that. Another option would be to stick it in the heart. Uh, tuna have a really uh, unique uh, elaborate heart system as opposed to other fish, and it would bleed it, but... She doesn't. They don't bleed them, and I don't think it's really necessary to bleed a tuna. Some fish, it, it does good to bleed it. It kind of makes the meat better. But uh, on a tuna, I think some people like that rich flavor, and they just leave the blood in it. Well, as much as Martha's out there on the boat, I'd certainly take her advice. There you go. All right, we're going to take a quick 10-second pause. When we come back, it's bad boy the outdoors time. A couple guys took it to court. Uh, probably not so happy that they did. We'll be back with the result right after this when our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Back on December the 4th of 2017, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement agents cited Clayton M. Buris and Joseph Neal for using a strike net to harvest mullet during illegal hours on the Passaloot Wildlife Management Area below Venice case finally went to trial last week in Plaquemines Parish, and Judge Kevin Connor found both men guilty in order fines of $900 plus court costs for each, forfeiture of their strike net, and to pay to the state the $1,044 value of the mullet they sold. 
also losing their mullet net privileges for this and next year, a 37-year-old Clayton M. Buris of Franklinton and 39-year-old Joseph Neal of Boothville are bad boys of the outdoors. All right, coming up uh, after this break, we're going to get to the plastic man, Captain Ryan Lambert. Get some fishing info from Plaquemines Parish. We'll be back after this timeout. You know, Sheree, the only thing Ryan Lambert likes better than plastic is steel. And you think you know why. <laughs> <laughs> he throws that steel at those ducks as they flying by, and it's not far away. Captain Ryan, how you doing this morning? I'm doing well, buddy. Pulling into Venice right now. We're going to go offshore, catch a few snappers, and come inside and do a little sight fishing. What? Got, you uh, going snapper fishing? Yeah. yeah, we got the media event in town this week, so uh, they want to get some pictures of snappers. So we're going to drop some lead on some snappers. Doesn't matter what that you know. As long be as hard I get a tug do. on my line, yeah. I tell you what, I went in the yeah. marsh to to do an eco tour this week. Oh my goodness, you talk about beautiful. I mean, they got duck potatoes twice as much as last year, and aquatic vegetation for miles. I already saw some teal as well. I was going to get around to that. I'm glad they're starting to show up. And boy, if we can just kind of skate through these next several weeks without any. You know, the, that stuff that builds out in the Gulf, man, it's going to be phenomenal down there. I tell you what, if without without any feed in the Mississippi Valley and Missouri Valley, oh, my word, with the feed we got, we will be covered with ducks all winter. I tell you what, you better watch where you're running because they got, they got islands popping up all the way at the rigs in Quarantine Bay. <laughs> South Pass, I'm going to try South Pass <laughs> today, but we're going to be very careful. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely got some problems down there with that. Um, let's see. Somebody wants me, just Texas, Ryan. They wanted to ask if you have a snapper or a reef permit to fish snappers as a charter boat. Um, actually, you don't if you're a state captain. Now, you do if you're an offshore captain, though. No, I don't guide on them, and, and I don't guide on them even I know you don't, but on every, every day. But, but we have a landing right. permit that allows us to go in state waters. But when this is only the second time I go all mm-hmm. year, I, me and Ed went out and caught four one day, and that's it. You know, this is only the second time I go after them, so I don't guide on them. A lot of the, the federal reef guys don't like us doing it, and, and that's probably where that is, but I don't do it. So, you know, that's their deal, and they, they've worked long and hard to get those permits, so I don't take advantage of that fishery for guiding. So the answer is no, I don't have one, and, and I'm – not interfering with anybody's business. <laughs> yeah, understood. So uh, when you come back in, where are you headed for those reds? Um, right there. There's some grass beds right off of there. And, and and guys that go down in Venice don't utilize that sight fishing very much because they're all after snappers and they all fish points with bait. So they don't get in the grass beds and sight fish like I do. You know, it's it's become a lost art in, in these days with all this throwing the shrimp on the point fishing that's going on, and that's okay with me. <laughs> uh, you know, I I'm the only boat in the grass, so I'm okay with that. A lot of people don't know how to fish the grass, also. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, you know they, yeah. it gets tangled up constantly, but there's an art to it. You use different baits to do it, and uh, it's fun. I mean, the water's usually you know, around aquatic vegetation. The water's gonna be crystal clear, so. Um, it's all good. 
Give us a little tutorial. What's your, your theory on fishing in that thick grass like that without getting hung up and being able to pull reds out of it? Because we know they're in there. There's no doubt about that. Oh, yeah. The easiest thing for a novice is to get a spoon with one hook, put a little trailer on it, and then he could come through the grass well. I don't throw a spoon personally because I don't think it, I can control it as much as I can a spinnerbait. So I throw a spinnerbait or I throw a very light jig head with with soft plastic. And I really like that because you can watch them come up and get it. Spinnerbait, when they hit a spinnerbait, they're trying to knock your arms off because they think it's a crab and they're trying to get it back in those crushes. That's, that's very exciting. And, uh, but when you're first starting, I would just go and take a, a spoon, a hackle or something like that with one hook, and that way you'll come through the grass pretty good. And when they hit it, they will try to kill it. But uh, just stay, stay to the outside to where you can just get that crystal clear water and just poke along real slow, and you'll see them. I mean, they look like big pumpkins floating around in there. And, and they're a lot more pretty. I mean, the about, fish are uh, orange, even the belly. Yeah, they're gorgeous when they come out of that kind of water. How about uh, fishing with uh, poppers, like hula poppers, frogs? you use that much on the grass? Not on the grass. You know, you could use a frog or something like that, but, but if you use a, 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 a topwater bait with six hooks in the grass, you're going to get six times as much grass. <laughs> now, if the water's over yeah, the top of the grass, you can get away with hook. it. Yeah, if the water's over the top mm-hmm. of the grass pretty good, you can get away with that, and they'll come up and smash it. But, again, the hooks that aren't in the fish, you're going to be catching grass on the way in because that's the only downfall to fishing in the grass that they like to go into that grass and it gets caught around your line. That's why, you know, I make sure I use braid. You know, we're using, you know, that, that good seagull braid that will come through there and we can fight them out of it. Uh, you know, that's, you know, if you don't have braid, a lot of times monofilament's not going to make it through the grass. Got it. Uh, turning thoughts to speckled trout. Any of you guys making any trips out to like the islands down Lower Breton or some of those bays in between you and, and them to find any trout? I went yes. I went yesterday, and there, there is some really nice trout there and on the rigs. But yesterday we got blown up. I mean, there came a thunderstorm from from Poseidon. <laughs> I mean, there was lightning everywhere, <laughs> and it was just it, it surrounded us. And uh, I had to just run way out in the middle of Breton Sound and wait for it to pass by me. And by the time I got there, the bite was over. So, you know, I just missed the bite yesterday, mm-hmm. but it's been pretty good. And nice trout, too. I mean, I had 100 trout the other day, and I had one under 16 inches. So, yeah, that's that's pretty good yeah. fish. But those rigs out there are full of fish. Well, have fun with the snappers. Well, do. Yep, absolutely. We'll do, buddy. And, Have uh, fun out there I'll, at the snapper, you... and uh, tell people how to get a hold of you. You know, for those teal trips, I know that the phone's going to be ringing. You're probably booking them up. They got a few weeks to get it in. Yeah, we got it. We got a couple left. Uh, they can go to CajunFishingAdventures.com, or they can call me direct at five zero four five five nine five one one one. All right, my friend. We will talk to you next week. All right. Have a great day. I wonder if that was intentional, playing that ugly song as Ryan's on the air. (laughs) I don't think. It was strictly coincidental. All right, coming back after this, we're going to wrap up this program and tell you what's coming up on more outdoors if you're going to be staying with us for that. It's right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, coming up immediately following this program, if you stick with us and you can 
find out how to listen to the More Outdoors show by going to my website at dontheoutdoorsguide.com. In fact, they got a one-click button there, and it brings it right in. Uh, it's on HD radio otherwise, and uh, we're going to have our roundtable discussion called Hunt Fish Talk. And this week's radio photo on that website, you'll see the whole crew there, me and Martha and Keith and Wendy all sitting around a roundtable, and we're going to discuss issues about that the deer urine attractant ban that Louisiana has implemented. Uh, do you think it's overkill, or was it something necessary to prevent the spread of chronic wasting disease in the deer herd of Louisiana? Also, we just came back from Alaska, and we're going to talk about some of the fishing regulations there as opposed to Louisiana, kind of compare the two and see who got it right or wrong, and also recap last weekend's Louisiana Outdoor Writer Association conference. It was held in Morgan City. Uh, Fish of the Year Award, Youth Journalism Competition, Youth Anglers of the Year. We're going to talk about all of those uh, events and contests and presentations and how you might get involved in it. In the meantime, we get text messages that come in during the show. Uh, Cherie, what do we got here lately? So, you know, it seems like it's a little early to be talking about, based on the weather, teal hunting. But I guess it's not that far away. So we had someone text in and send they're saying that they're headed out to uh, Carnarvon, to check out a lease, see how the lilies are, and whether or not they can get back there prepping early for teal season. Yeah, and when you get out there, check, text me back or email. Let me know what you find out there, if you see any teal sightings. We'd love to get those. Uh, Ryan said he's seen them down on his lease down there in, uh, in on the mouth of the river. Yeah, and then um, it looks like somebody might have missed what Captain uh, Gallo had to say. You want to do a little recap of Captain Gallo's report for the Wrigley's? Yeah, what he basically said was the, the deep water passes, they catch redfish underneath the train trestle bridge. That's in the Wrigley's there, but pretty much deep water is where you're going to have to find that. And, uh, you know, again, uh, if you're going to be fishing that area, don't expect speckled trout. There's been very few speckled trout coming from that area, and that is all a result of Mississippi River diversion coming through the Bonnie Carey Spillway. That is basically shut down. In fact, it's completely shut down. Uh, so the river water is no longer coming in. But in, in going, in, I fished uh, a couple of places this week and traveling across the bridges looking at the water. There's still some algae in, in Pontchartrain. Robbie Campo reported a lot of algae problem in Lake Bourne. Uh, those water temperatures are around 90, and that spurns the, the vegetative growth in there. And then when that dies, uh, depletes the oxygen, and anything that breathes with gills has to get out of Dodge. So until we get some fresh, good Gulf water brought in from southeast steady winds or even some type of a tropical storm, hopefully it wouldn't do any damage, but bring in and, and exchange that water and mix it in, uh, you can expect that it's going to be pretty much limited to redfish, and uh, the sheephead and the drum, they are certainly more freshwater tolerant than speckled trout are. Speckled trout require for their spawning a high degree of salinity in the water. And unless they've got that, you're probably not going to find them around. Well, that's about going to wrap it up. Sheree, uh, thanks for joining in and helping out again. Always a pleasure having you here. Yeah, one Saturday closer to South Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got that South Dakota on your mind, huh? Oh, well, I live with three German short hairs. So. <laughs> well, so do I. <laughs> Different ones. Though. Yeah. Well, some of them will be making the vacation trip in a little hunt. If you want to make that trip, by the way, our Cajun invasion to either Alaska or South Dakota, check out my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. There's information there about the trip and also who to contact to get your reservation made all right we say goodbye to our affiliate stations and uh, for those of you staying with us stay tuned we got rad trasher coming up talking ride the bull star tournament and it's hunt fish talk 
All coming up on More Outdoors. This is Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio. Thank you for tuning in. Hope to see you next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.